Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslovsky. I believe that we can all live our legend, and I'm about to convince you why or spend some time hitting the high note if I'm preaching to the choir. This is episode number 87. Oh, goodness. I am grateful for your ears, your time, and attention today. Man, I am grateful for it every single day. But today, today is one of those days where that old wisdom, treat every day as if it could be your last, is seeping into every fiber of my being. Uh, as I record this episode in mid-November 2015, uh, my dog, Emski, my golden retriever that we got as a rescue about eight years ago, he's uh, super sick with a softball-sized cancerous tumor by his liver. Um, he's still around, and he gets great snuggles, and I'm really grateful for that. But death, dying, and what it means to live well that is something that I'm thinking about constantly right now. Um, and, you know, although the tone of my voice might sound a bit, a bit subdued for this one, I got to tell you, internally, there's just this spirit of joyous celebration. I have this celebration for the eight years that MC is uh, just part of our family, just our constant companion, uh, champion snuggler, and, of course, our resident floor cleaner. He's great at that. It just, and I also want to celebrate something else, um, the celebration of a man who I'm paying tribute to in this episode, uh, which is my friend, mentor, and uh, just an absolute world changer, Scott Dinsmore, who was killed in mid-September 2015 in a freak accident near the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, which he was climbing with his wife, Chelsea. They were towards the tail end of their round-the-world tour in 2015, and they had just some spectacular experiences. Um, you know, before we get into how Scott personally impacted me and what his help and community has allowed me to achieve, even going a little bit further, you know, what I personally believe his legacy is, which is going to vary depending on who you ask. I just want to mention that this episode is brought to you by, of course, my voice and Patreon supporters. I don't have sponsors. I just have you. So consider showing your support for me and this show and our community at valueofsimple.com slash Patreon. One more thing. I've also been saving this note from a listener named Chloe to read to you because it's it's really appropriate for the themes of what you're about to hear. And man, <laughs> I appreciate the heck out of her. Chloe uh, wrote me a little while ago and said, I've probably drafted you at least six emails that I intended to send to say how absolutely overwhelmingly grateful I am to have found your work and how inspirational you have been in helping me shape the life that I want to lead. Your energy and passion are so uplifting and motivating that you can't help but want to make changes not only in your own life, but in the wider community. It's become a ritual of mine on my way home from work to listen to one of your podcasts and wind down while appreciating this amazing life that I have and that I'm creating for myself and my family. I will forever be grateful. You are a freaking awesome human. <laughs> she actually wrote that. You are a freaking awesome human. Well, Chloe, I believe you are a freaking awesome human as well. Oh, sweet sassy molassie. Really powerful words. They get me revved up every time I think about them. Thank you for supporting me and our show. All right, let's get right into the heart of this episode, shall we? Uh, as I said, I want to honor Scott Ninsmore's life and tell you all about how this amazing dude inspired millions, challenged people in the best possible way, and also explain some ways that you can live your legend every single day. I know you're ready for this. So here we go. I should probably start out with who Scott was, which again varies depending on which circle you knew him from or in. You probably don't even, never heard of this dude. Scott Dinsmore? Scott who? Live Your Legend? What's, what's a Live Your Legend? Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but for me, Scott was initially the creator of a website called Reading for Your Success, which eventually gave way to the global phenomenon that was, and fortunately still is, liveyourlegend.net. My first interaction with him was, uh, I believe, a comment 
on his book review. He used to do these book reviews for his old website, Reading for Your Success. And since I knew him before the Live Your Legend days, he used to joke with me. He's like, oh, so you were the one who cared back then. Um, But he had this great book review that I left a comment on. It was Keith Ferrazzi's book, Never Eat Alone, which became one of the top five best books I've ever read. And I knew that about 20 pages into it. Um, I wrote a comment on Scott's book review about five years ago on his Reading for Your Success site. And it said something like this, Scott, dude, this is your review. I've read it a bunch of times. If the book is half as useful as your review, it's going to be a game changer for me. Uh, and shortly after that, we exchanged a couple of emails. But really, that's that's all that there was between me and Scott for a little while. Uh, for a lot of other folks, though, Scott, he was best known as the guy who gave one of the most popular TEDx talks of all time. It's titled, How to Find and Do Work You Love. It's been viewed millions of times, and uh, really in a bittersweet moment, uh, the TED staff, when they learned of Scott's death uh, a few days after he passed, uh, they featured his talk on the homepage of TED.com, which was a huge, huge dream of his come true. (sighs) Only wish that he would have been able to see it. Um, Scott was also the creator of an awesome toolkit. There's just a whole slew of free resources that he had through Live Your Legend, uh, one of which is his goal-setting and action workbook, which I've used for five years with some stellar results. I'll get into that as well in a little bit. Uh, When he wasn't giving his best stuff away, uh, he just whipped up a dandy array of products and services. How to connect with anyone was one. Live off your passion was another. Uh, Really, it was about helping people change the world by doing work that they loved. But even more than that, uh, at least for me, connecting people with each other in a meaningful way and showing others that who you surround yourself with makes a bigger difference in your life and the lives of everyone you come in contact with than anything else. Now, I tell you all this because I want you to have a Scott Dinsmore character in your life. Uh, And hopefully you have a lot of them. Uh, And how do you get that? How do you get more Scott Dinsmores in your life? You surround yourself with people like Scott. People who show you that the impossible? (laughs) No, 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 no. You can do it. Uh, folks who are transparent, they just revel in connecting great people with each other. They're reckless in a good way. Risk takers is really what I'm trying to say. Uh, generous. They have a healing energy about them, and they are just undeniably a good person. Now, Scott and I, we weren't straight up homies, uh, but we were definitely friends. And as you'll hear in a little bit, you did not have to know Scott or even you didn't even have to meet him in person to be transformed by what he represented and his energy, his enthusiasm, all the stuff that he created. Um, I found out about Scott's death in, I guess it was typical for other people who did. I thought it was kind of strange. It was Sunday night. I was having dinner at my parents' house. Melinda and the boys were there with me. Uh, and I, when I'm at my parents' house, I don't have my phone uh, with me. I just put it on silent in my shoe because I take my shoes off whenever I go into someone's house. I just like being in socks. Uh, and then when I when we were leaving and going back to our house and driving back, I realized there was a call from a friend and also a text from another friend, which on a Sunday night, kind of weird. And uh, just the call didn't leave a voicemail. But um, my friend Emily, she sent me a text basically saying, hey, did you hear about Scott? I'm sorry. So I'm confused at this point in time. I get home, I turn on my laptop, uh, I opened up Facebook, and right there on a few of my friend's status updates uh, was the news, you know, mutual friends with Scott. Uh, He was dead. And at that point in time, the details were spotty at best, but I spent the rest of the night reading as much as I could for two, two and a half hours, looking for clues about how he died, where, hopefully coming across something that proved that this was all just someone's super, super sick joke. Sadly, it wasn't. Um, It was clear pretty early on that um, Scott was dead and that he had died uh, climbing up Mount Kilimanjaro with his wife, Chelsea. Now, before I explore what Scott did for me and what he meant to me, uh, really, I believe it's even more important to examine what he did for the world and what he meant to the world. This is why this entire podcast episode is just about him. Yes, it's a tribute to a friend, but this man, 
through his team, through his passion, just created something amazing. And I want you to know all about it. Um, our era, at least right now, this conventional wisdom, it just preaches, hey, hey, you know what? Follow your dreams. Do what you're passionate about. The money's going to come, right? People take advantage of that. People take advantage of these drifting dreamers by offering them products and services that they can't possibly deliver on, these insane, insane promises. Scott, though, he was not one of those folks. Um, he would almost never put any one or any group down, but he openly despised shady internet marketers. Uh, he wrote blog posts about this. These folks who guaranteed riches without doing hard work, without making the right connections, without having the 21st century skills, both social and technology skills, to make a big impact. It was so refreshing to see him just being totally straight in terms of this is what it takes. And he always was giving people the factory tour of his business, of his mind, taking them behind the scenes with him and everything that he did. Uh, I guess his TEDx talk is probably the most popular gift that he gave to the world. I mentioned it has millions of views uh, and thousands of lives, I'm sure, have just been changed instantly from watching it. This sounds kind of silly, at least in my head, and, and it's weird saying it. And maybe it's because I knew Scott personally. Uh, maybe it's because I consumed everything that he created for five years. And I know, hey, Live Your Legend community, I'm sorry. I'm one of you. I love you. This might sound like blasphemy, uh, but I thought that Scott's TED Talk was good. I mean, just good. It was inspiring, yeah. Uh, just passionate, absolutely. But compared to other things he did, at least for me, it wasn't in the top three. In my mind, Scott had two of his, well, I guess I should say um, the two highest contributions that Scott made to the world, in my opinion. Uh, the first one came from giving people these practical tools and resources to do work that they loved even if they first thought it was impossible. Uh, Scott, Scott had this phrase. He called it brainwash the impossible. And he successfully brainwashed people into removing their limiting beliefs about what kind of impact they could or couldn't have. I know a lot of people got that. Uh, he had this course, Live Off Your Passion. I didn't take it, but I have friends who did, and they just got the biggest fire lit under their butts to finally, finally, take on their dream to live a life of contribution and fulfilling work. That Scott was so good at getting people to just quit whatever it was that they were doing and refocus on something with meaning, something that mattered to them and to everyone around them. Um, I get the bigger of his two biggest contributions, again, just in my humble perspective, uh, came from helping people surround themselves with the most supportive, just crazy pants. We're going to freaking do this together, whether you like it or not. Those kinds of people, Scott was able to help others have that in their life, to find them, to deeply connect with them. And really, the most public evidence of that is what he built with Live Your Legend Local, which is a non-commercial network of in-person meetup groups. Most of them meet monthly in cities all over the world, and they help each other find and do work that they love. As of recording this, November 2015, there are over 200 active cities in about 60 countries hosting Live Your Legend local get-togethers. And guess how fast Scott was able to do this? And of course, it wasn't just Scott. He had an amazing team with him and for him. How fast were they able to get to 200 cities in 60 countries doing these local uh, Live Your Legend get-togethers? Two years. <laughs> Two, it took him... Two years to reach that scale, to reach that impact. I can almost hear him shouting right now to anyone willing to listen. Hey, hey, the fastest way to do the things you don't think can be done is to hang around people already doing them. Your environment and the people in it, that is everything, folks. Uh, and LYL, which live your legend, I'll say LYL from now on, uh, LYL local gave and continues to give people the chance to have those kinds of folks in their local area. I'm going to get into my personal experience with LYL local in a little bit, because really, I want you to understand what a local group of awesome people can do for you in a very short period of time. I hope you already have that. If you don't, if you get nothing else from this episode, I want you to go and find those people wherever it is that you live 
who you can talk to, who will listen to you, who will not say that you're crazy, like you're weird, like no, 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 you're so far out of the mainstream, your dreams, they're not valid, they're not possible. I really want you to have those kinds of people in your life. I've actually used my experience as a LYL local host on the resources that Scott and his team created for hosts just heavily for what we're doing. You've probably, if you've listened to some episodes, you've heard me talk about the Simple Rev thing and Simple Rev local gatherings, which are starting to gain steam. Uh, If you ever start or go to a Simple Rev local gathering, you can thank Scott as much as anyone else for his inspiration, for his resources, just really smoothing the road, being a trailblazer for everyone who wanted to meaningfully bring people together that came after him. A lesser known contribution in the surrounding yourself with amazing people arena uh, is his online course and community, How to Connect with Anyone. There hasn't, let's see, there hasn't been a new wave of members in about a year and a half but I really hope the post-Scott uh, LYL team can find a way to revive How to Connect with Anyone. It was super sweet for me and everyone else I knew who was on the inside. Uh, it was uh, about a three-month course and a permanent community about, it's in, the, it's in the name, I guess, How to Connect with Anyone. And that's not to say that how to get everyone to like you is that important because that wasn't his goal. That wasn't the goal of the course. There were articles and videos in the course, like uh, guidelines for getting introductions and introducing others, the science of creating the perfect mentor and how to be one yourself, Uh, what Scott called a simple, sane, and effective way for keeping up and maintaining relationships over time, which I've used extensively, Uh, how to properly read and influence people's body language, just a whole lot more. And when a new wave of members join the course, Oh my goodness, that online community, that joint was just jumping, absolutely jumping. And I guess an even lesser known resource, and this one is totally free, you can get it right now, to find great people to do business and life with is a mastermind guide. Uh, anyone who subscribes to his email list it has this a lot of different resources available to them. One of them is called How to Create Your Ultimate Mastermind Team Workbook. When I say mastermind to most people, they have no idea what I'm talking about. I won't assume that you do either. Um, I really don't have a concise definition of my own, so I'm going to borrow one from the Success Alliance on their webpage. They explain that a mastermind group offers a combination of brainstorming, education, peer accountability, and support in a group setting to sharpen your business and personal skills. Participants, they challenge each other to set powerful goals, and of course, perhaps more importantly, accomplish them. Really, when you get into a mastermind, it requires commitment and confidentiality, a willingness to give and receive freely and support each other with radical honesty, just respect and the best of intentions in mind. A lot of compassion goes into it too. People are your devil's advocate. They can be your director of common sense. Uh, They can be, if you're a solo entrepreneur like me, my mastermind group are basically my board Um, they are there to support me in any way that I need it. And the mastermind concept, it comes from Napoleon Hill's book. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And Napoleon Hill wrote in that book that no two minds ever come together without thereby creating a third invisible intangible force, which may be likened to a third mind, the mastermind. This free workbook that you get, it is awesome. There's all this rich context, all of these best practices about how to recruit people for your mastermind team or how to get into an existing one. Um, If you're building from scratch, what are the ground rules? Uh, What are the things that you all abide by, the spirit of your group? How do you facilitate those meetings, whether they're virtual or in person? Uh, And then, (laughs) I love this, there are the all-too-often-forgotten worst practices in the the workbook, too. Just worksheets, templates, yeah. Uh, Most of the credit, actually, and again, you'll hear me talk about Scott, but Scott's team... Uh, all the people that helped him or that he hired or or just volunteered, so many people volunteered to help Scott because they wanted to get their fingerprints on what he was building. And most of the credit for the How to Create Your Ultimate Mastermind Team workbook actually goes to Scott's right-hand woman at the time of its publishing, uh, Liz Seda, who left the LYL team a couple of years ago. It's great. 
Um, I continually refer people to it, but I actually prefer Keith Ferrazzi's Who's Got Your Back Lifeline Group Launch Kit, which is a mastermind-related resource. And of course, the reason why I know that I like that just a little bit better and the reason why I know about Keith and all his resources is because Scott made me aware of his existence. Now that you have an idea of some things that Scott did for the world, I want to talk about what he meant to the world. He knew he was making a big difference while he was alive, and people told him all the time about how he helped them quit their job, do work that they loved, or finally bust out of their shell and become friends with just the coolest people around. But after he died, man, the tributes just, they came rushing in like a raging river. It was so, so nifty to see. And actually, I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to get the context. I wanted a people who weren't mutual friends. I wanted to know what the broader LYL community thought, what they did for him. That's why I waited two months to record this tribute episode because I wanted to give you better context about Scott and about his life. I'm going to give you a few examples here just so that you've got a great taste. It's delicious. Hang on. You're going to like this. The first taste comes from my buddy Christopher Carter, better known as KC, and rocking the world through his website, This Epic Life. Uh, He woke up in the middle of the night for a number of nights after Scott died. He was good friends with Scott uh, and recorded a song that I have now memorized because it is so darn good. I really, 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 is that enough reallys? Really want you to listen to Casey's song and read the lyrics. I'm actually going to, I'll give you a surprise at the end of this episode. Um, Even if today is the first day you heard the name Scott Ninsmore, listen to the song. Watch it on YouTube. Um, you can find it at thisepiclife.com slash Scott, and it's linked in the show notes at valueofsimple.com slash SASM087. Let me give you another example. Uh, this one from one of Scott's best friends and my dynamite pal, Nas Murphy, at ripple.net. R-Y-P-L.net. Um, Naz basically took on, it seemed to me, that she took on this full-time job for weeks after Scott's death to support his community, which was also her community. The overlap between Ripple and Live Your Legend is cool like that. Um, just She was doing anything possible. And there's a Facebook Scott Dinsmore tribute page. I just want to share with you a little bit about what she wrote shortly after his death. Uh, she talked about you know, as this news broke, that the Live Your Legend community, we just really have something special here, something that's really hard to find, um, a vision, a seed that Scott planted that has grown into something so incredibly strong and unwavering. Naz noted that usually death is the thing that brings people together. Um, it's the thing that heals old wounds and lets people drop away the walls and connect. But we didn't need that. We were already connected. We were already had our walls down. Nothing needed to change because Scott had already cultivated that in himself, in us. We had already decided to be open and vulnerable and loving to each other. And she finished with this. Uh, She said, whether you knew Scott for a short time or a long time, met him in person or not, you can feel however you want. When you are touched by another human, especially the caliber of Scott, you can't help but be changed forever. I, I spoke with um, Naz over Skype a couple weeks before recording this about Scott's memorial in San Francisco. I wasn't able to be there. She uh, flew in from Sydney, Australia, people from all across the world. I think they had maybe three or 400 people, but it just sounded like a party, which it's weird thinking, okay, there's, it's not a funeral service. It's a memorial. This had taken place about a month after Scott had died, but all these people from all walks of life um, and all points in Scott's life coming together, it just sounded like an amazing celebration. And here we are. So Naz thinks that she's the one being selfish, supporting all these people across the world. When I asked her about it, I'm like, you are a superhuman. Like, thank you for doing all this for our awesome community. And she said, what else would I do? Um, this is like, I, I, I love this. I love these people. Just so cool. Um, if you want the full Ripple style tribute, you can check out rypl.rocks slash scott-dinsmore-tribute. Here's one more example. Um, a good dude, a buddy of mine, Tyler Tavorin at riskology.co. He was in a mastermind group 
with Scott for four years. And through that, they became good friends. They influenced each other back and forth. Tyler wrote a tribute to Scott as well on Riskology. You can find that at riskology.co slash Scott. But I thought I'd share with you the email that I sent to Tyler right after reading his tribute. Just for me, it sums it up. Um, Here's what I wrote to Tyler. I said, I laughed when you talked about how you were out of your league in your bromance with Scott. Yeah, I was too, man. Uh, If bromances were marriages, we would definitely have married up by being friends with him. And I really laughed and you said, if I wrote on Twitter, I'd taken a great poo, Scott would probably call to congratulate me just in case I was serious. Uh, I could totally see that happening. I'm grateful you acknowledge that future generations will be better off because Scott gave it his all in a short time. His ripple effect will be huge. Now, again, I want you to take a step back here. Why should you care about all this Scott Dinsmore stuff, right? Again, I want you to have a Scott Dinsmore in your life. And you get more Scott Dinsmores by surrounding yourself with people that you can be vulnerable with, authentic with, generous, take risk with, do things that people aren't going to put you down and say, that's crazy, that's impossible, you're weird. Like, why would you even think these things? Finding those people, I I want you to have that in your life. Okay, um, I guess at this point, let me tell you a little bit about what he did for me personally. Uh, Really, it's, it's hard to say definitively what the direct outcome is from someone's influence on you, right? I mean, how do you empirically prove that I would have quit my corporate job without Scott's influence? I mean, probably would have still done it. Uh, And actually, Jonathan Mead had a website at the time, Illuminated Mind. That was actually a bigger influence on me and quitting my job um, than Scott's Live Your Legend site at that point in time. Uh, I think about other things, you know, would I have gone to World Domination Summit 2013 and had this amazing world of WDS open up to me without Scott hyping it up, uh, without knowing that I would get to meet him there in person? Perhaps and perhaps not. Uh, Just seeing him gush about WDS in 2012, I think that finally sealed the deal for me where I just said, dude, yes, I got to hit that WDS thing up too. I don't know why, but if people like Scott are there and they love it, then I need to experience it too. I I even remember my first in-person meeting with Scott at WDS 2013, and I was thinking, what? This fella is even more wonderful than I thought he'd be, which is hard because I'd built him up a lot in my mind at that point. He had this tractor beam effect on everyone he talked to, and it was so easy to fall into his gravitational orbit. I did that day, and I never came out of it, which I never wanted to. Here's another thing that Scott did for me. Uh, He created that resource I referred to just a little while ago, the Goal Setting and Action Workbook that I've been using for five years to basically plan my whole year. Now, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit from what I wrote about that resource in my book, Experience Curating. Uh, But according to Microsoft Word, I downloaded it on January 5th, 2011, and I completed it on February 12th. Lots of reflection went into it, tons of brainstorming, furious typing. I remember what that was like. It was a big honking deal because finally, after my personal renaissance had begun in April 2010, it is still the world is swirling around me and I'm all these different experiences and I'm just trying to make heads or tails out of what the heck is going on inside my head, where I'm going, where I want to go. Uh, And now I I had an action plan. I listed major goals for each core area of my life. I'd never done goal setting before until that uh, goal setting and action workbook. I had, Scott had this great part about why, why. So there was this power, emotion, powerful emotional reasons why I wanted to pursue each goal. There were concrete steps, anything from just the baby size to the king size to make progress. I had commitments on the calendar for each goal, some of which I hit, some of which I didn't, but just putting them on a calendar and picking a month, that was big. And then one of the cool parts at the very end, Scott had this term, accountability allies. So who's going to support you? Who's going to challenge you? Who's going to discipline you as necessary? Picking a small team of accountability allies was really big. And then there was a review process to see where I was and how I was succeeding and failing. That workbook, 
that was the first time that I committed to leaving my job uh, and pursue a purpose-filled life. It felt tremendous after I wrapped that sucker up. All right, there are some things, though, that I can say definitively that Scott was directly responsible for making me aware of or connecting me like some of the most fantastic people I've ever met and ever will meet. Um, Despite all the other awesomeness that I got from Scott, just being in his orbit and seeing all these other people in his orbit too, that might be the best thing that I ever got out of it. I mean, first... Uh, Naz and Leah Hines, uh, the two women behind Ripple, R-Y-P-L.net. Just, wow. Those, I I, I mean, I could gush all day. Um, The massive snowball effect of great people and new relationships that I got through them, which I got through Scott. Uh, Folks like Josh Becker, not to be confused with Joshua Becker. So Josh Becker of I Simply Am, just a dynamite dude. Radical self-love and compassion just really challenges me to to love myself more and to be more accepting of myself and of others. Uh, Ellen Watkins. So earlier this year, 2015, when I was in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest, I thought, hey, I'm traveling to Austin. There's a Live Your Legend local chapter there. I'm, I'm going to look them up, see if anyone wants to hang out. Ellen was the LYL local host for Austin, and I sent her an email. I was like, hey, what's up? I'm coming to your town. You, you want to hang? She did. We had an amazing chat for a couple of hours while I was in town, and we've become good friends ever since. All this through Scott. Uh, Jonathan Fields. All of the things that I've been aware of, I mean, I probably would have found out about Jonathan Fields eventually. He's a big deal. But how early I found out about him through Scott, that has just paid so many dividends for me. Uh, everyone that I've met from two years of hosting Live Your Legend local events in the Twin Cities, Andrea Imsdahl, Alex Sina, Lynn O'Brien, I mean, there's all these people I'm probably forgetting. Um, everyone who I'm going to meet at future LYL local events in other cities when I'm visiting them or in my own city when I'm hosting these meetings. Sorry, I had to pause there for a moment. I was getting myself a little too worked up. Um, this talking about Live Your Legend and Scott, it just has a way of just lighting me up. And really, you, uh, you probably won't do this, and you don't have to, but the Facebook tribute page, which has over 7,000 members, 7,000 people care enough about Scott to go or post in his Facebook tribute group, Um, it's just, it's impossible to separate my connection with Scott to my connection with all these amazing people that he brought into my life. And I mentioned this in my tribute on the Facebook group, you know, without him, I don't know that incredible people like Naz and Leah and Ellen and Josh, all these other folks, I don't even know that they exist. And of course, if I don't know that they exist, then they're certainly not my friends. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm kind of going random here now. I'm sorry, but I vividly recall, I'm feeling the energy. Can you tell? Uh, I vividly recall the energy running through me when he gave me a free scholarship to his How to Connect with Anyone course um, or when I read his best blog post for the first time. One of them, oh my goodness, one of them, uh, it was called My Number One New Year's Resolution. Bring people together in the real world. That one got one of the biggest hell yeses. I've ever shouted. And yes, I did that out loud while reading the post. I mean, it was in large part due to his inspiration and his personal guidance uh, from some of the people that I met through the How to Connect with Anyone course. Scott played an instrumental role in helping me bring 55 people together from across North America for the Simple Rev 2014 event that I previously talked about. Um, and then just last month, when I co-organized and co-hosted Simple Rev 2015, three weeks after Scott died, there were so many times during those magical two days where I was just silently dedicating everything to Scott and my thoughts and my actions and my spirits. Uh, that's, that's it right there. I mean, that's really the greatest gift that I can pass along from Scott and for Scott. It's three words. These are some of my favorite words. I'll never, I'll never have better ones for a lot of things that I do. It's just bring people together. You know, showing others that the impossible isn't just possible, but it is darn near probable 
with the right people in your corner. That you can have something that exceeds passion in your work and life. If you hear my voice right now, this exceeds passion. The things that I've been able to do, the kinds of work that I do, the friends that I have, who I get to do life with, wow. I'm realizing that I've already segued from what Scott did for me to what Scott means to me. Um, so we'll, we'll keep going on that. Uh, he, he had this contagious energy all the time and in all mediums. Talking with him in person, whether it was in a small group, uh, one-on-one over Skype, trading emails, didn't matter. Uh, he, <laughs> he had one of those personalities. You know how you meet somebody every once in a while and you think, okay, this person is definitely on something to just be so happy and excited all the time, right? I mean, you're thinking to yourself, is this legit? And, and then as you get to know him a little more, you realize, wait, yes, <laughs> this guy's serious. He really is this jazzed about life. He really is this excited about helping me in my life. He really believes that we can change the world together. And then, of course, you step back and you think, yes, um, bartender, I will have what he's having. That infects your spirit, though, and you can revive it anytime you want. Um, I often did that. I would reread some Live Your Legend blog posts when I was questioning my worth, when I didn't know if I could provide a certain kind of value to people. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've dipped into one of my spreadsheets for myself or pulled out a um, Live Your Legend resource, Scott, Scott's resources, um, that a friend that I was talking to, and people know this if they've talked to me about Scott, I would tell them, okay, you simply have to read this article. I'm going to send you an email after we're done chatting and just have at it. You know, I, I actually have 18 rows in my biggest spreadsheet of doom, which I call my curated online content in all mediums, just dedicated to the resources that he created. And most of them are from Live Your Legend, but also from How to Connect with Anyone course. There are even a couple in there from his original website, Reading for Your Success. Um, so what are some of these amazing blog posts that I've read and that I recommend that you read too? I'm going to put them in the show notes, but uh, the first one is something called How to Get Invited to Speak at TEDx and Get 40,157 Views in Five Days. Because as Scott pointed out, I love this post. You don't just get randomly invited to speak at a TEDx event. You got to earn that, baby. You got to earn it through building your street cred and your relationships over time. It was a years-long process for you. Uh, and now now look on the TED.com front page. Wow. Wow. Um, then there is 18 field-tested steps to launching a nonviolent revolution for your cause you deeply believe in. This article, this article, that was the one that finally convinced me to take Jonathan Fields seriously and that he was worth paying attention to. And man, that has, like I said, that has paid off. Because when um, originating Simple Rev, Dan Hayes and I, we, we created it with Jonathan Fields' 18-step Revolution U framework in mind. And I only knew about it and appreciated because Scott introduced me to it and to Jonathan's work. Um, here's another. 32 ways to easily make new friends at live events. If you know anything about me, I am not shy. No, no, I am not shy at all. I am heavily extroverted, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this. I'm not inherently tactful or lovable. Uh, so really, Scott's tips in this post and the way that he framed how to connect with people just helped a ton. I'll give you one example. He had this great idea. So put together a Twitter list of people you know and want to meet at an event that you're going to before you go there. And I did that for the first time for World Domination Summit 2014. And boom, I mean, after creating that Twitter list of all these people who I knew were going to be there and who uh, some of which I knew, some of which I didn't, I was just engaging with them and forming the basis of what turned into later a genuine relationship based on that in-person connection where the magic happens. I have one more for you before the final one. It's called Door Number One or Door Number Two, The Decision That Could Haunt You Forever. Uh, in this post, Scott wrote that each of us has a choice. We can choose door number one, which is to pursue a life and career that matters to you. But of course, yeah, it's, it seems risky. And behind door number two is the pursuit of a life and career that doesn't matter to you, which of course is safe and comfortable. And I'm going to quote here 
I'm going to quote Scott here for a moment. Um, he says, either way, door number one, door number two, things will be hard. And that's the beauty of it. Odds are that if you spend your life slaving away, doing work you can't stand with people you don't like to support a cause you don't believe in, you'll get to have all those same experiences and emotions. The same goes for having a job or career that's just okay. But the difference between the two with door number two there's a good chance that in 10, 20, 30 years, you'll wish you had spent all that time, effort, and life doing something that actually mattered to you, making some type of difference for yourself and those around you. And in an uncertain world, door number two, pursuing a life and career that doesn't matter to you, that comes with one near certainty, regret. And I see that as the biggest risk of all. End of quote. <laughs> Jeez, that is powerful stuff. Do you have goosebumps too? I do. Wow. Um, a quick little side note. My favorite TED Talk ever has a similar theme to this blog post from Scott. It's from a guy named Larry Smith. It's called Why You Will Fail to Have a Great Career. And just watch it. I'm gonna link to it in the show notes. Um, Larry practically stalks the stage and he is just seething mad because people won't do the work that they feel compelled to do. It's an amazing performance, um, separate from being an amazing talk with amazing content from an economist with 30 plus years of experience who knows what he's talking about. Just wow. The last LYL post I wanna highlight is actually the one, um, the last one that Scott ever wrote. It was called, I'm Going Off the Grid. Therapy for an Addicted and Overconnected World. That was a hot, diggity, sweet, sassy, molassy, goodness gracious, all whipped up and combined post. Uh, it resonated so much, and I knew I needed to share it with the Simple Rev community. So actually, I featured that blog post in a newsletter three days before Scott died. Uh, and the core question he asked is this. Do you have to disconnect from tech to truly connect with people and your environment? In between some beautiful pictures and just a fascinating narrative, um, Scott explored in that post why it had been so long between his digital sabbaticals. And as a fellow entrepreneur, I totally relate uh, that he, he noted that writing a blog post every week for four years, it creates an unfair impression and expectation for him, for his community, for everyone. Uh, and what that says is having that consistency, never having a break, never taking a pause, it says that we should be connected all the time, that there should not be any kind of break in communication. Uh, and Scott, he didn't want to reinforce and encourage that. You know, a world that didn't slow down, a world that didn't stop. Uh, and the reason he, ad he admitted it in this post, why he hadn't taken a digital sabbatical in so long, he was scared. He was afraid of what his friends and his believers like me would think, uh, that the community that he'd spend so much time building and cultivating, maybe they're going to lose interest. Uh, would we think that he had just he'd given up? He doesn't care about us anymore if he takes a couple weeks off. Maybe he just got lazy. These are the things that are spinning inside of his own head. And he admitted that the thoughts sounded stupid to him, but that's the story that he told himself. Um, but at the same time, he knew just how important taking a pause was. And he, he talked about the magic all the time, the magic of in-person connecting and the magic of the pause. He described the pause as a gap between stimulus and response where the real world takes place. But with email and social media and all these other things, all these distractions with our smartphones, that gap has really shrunk considerably. Uh, and... And I guess the cool thing about it is as the pause disappears from our culture, it doesn't have to. We can make a conscious choice to have it in our lives. It's our responsibility to save it. Uh, so if you've ever questioned whether you could step away long enough to take a vacation or maybe even just take a healthy break in your day, man, I encourage you to read that whole article. I'm going to link to it in the show notes along with all the other articles that I just commented on. One of the best parts among many about Scott was how he made impact, how he made success. He made it about everyone else on his team. Or he gave kudos to a friend for linking to uh, LYL in a blog post. Uh, he would give credit to his family and his coach for being there when he did and didn't need it. it. Just 
so selfless, legitimately so, uh, just trying to deflect all of the good stuff back onto others or really reflect that back onto them. You know, so many people basked in Scott's glory. He was doing that with other people. You know, he was, he was just living it and letting that sink in and trying to reflect any sunshine that was projected to him, to his whole community. And we really, we celebrated that selfless spirit. So October 15th, about a month ago from when I'm recording this, as I mentioned, for two years, I've been the local host for Minneapolis-St. Paul for LYL Local. We had a memorial in his honor. There were six of us. We gathered, you know, our friend, our hero, our mentor, whatever role that he played in our lives, lots of laughs, some tears, uh, really the strongest vibe out of all of them was gratitude. We had gratitude for each other and the fact that Scott had brought us together through Live Your Legend Local. Uh, We had gratitude for Steve, the Live Your Legend Local host coordinator. He put together this great agenda for us to use when, I don't know, I mean, I wouldn't have known the right format or the right words to use on my own. Uh, We had gratitude for Scott's wife, Chelsea. Wow, there was an incredible video that she recorded for us hosts and for the Live Your Legend local memorial groups. Um, The compassion, the composure she had, all this gratitude, all these other living legends who recorded their thoughts about Scott. Uh, There was a video montage about eight minutes long. I was happy to contribute to it. Just fantastic. Uh, Gratitude for KC, Christopher Carter, who wrote and recorded a song that perfectly honors just this great dude. And uh, (laughs) oh, this is great. We had gratitude for Scott's ability to be vulnerable. He was always leading by example when it came to vulnerability and uh, awesome handstands. Yes, yes. We took a picture of me doing an assisted handstand and not caring what I look like in honor of Scott. It was funny. Uh, Man, that guy loved doing handstands. Well, to bring my tribute to a close, you know, I've had tons of people express their condolences to me because Scott died. Uh, They knew how much that he meant to me. Uh, That definitely, it's been helpful. I, I absolutely appreciate it without a doubt. But me personally, I have more than enough support right now. So I'm going to ask you a favor. You know, if you're going to comment on this episode, if you're going to engage me or anyone else about it, whether it's in the show notes, on social media, email, whatever it may happen to be, um, if you're going to comment, please make it about one of two things. The first one, how are you going to live your legend in the next year? And if you have a huge vision, If you have the clarity of thought to think about it over your lifetime, I would love to know how you're planning to live your legend. And then number two, what actions are you taking to bring people together? Because sometimes life is just that simple. Sometimes it just comes down to bringing people together. I would love to know how you're going to live your legend and how you're going to bring people together And really, I don't expect you to be Scott Dinsmore's biggest fan at this point. That's not the reason I recorded this episode. I I just want you to have people like Scott in your life. I I want you to have tons of them. I want you to just be overflowing in all these kinds of people. And just transparent, awesome connectors, generous folks, people who take risks, who aren't afraid of uncertainty, and people who are just undeniably good. I hope you appreciated this. You can find links to all the stuff I spoke about, topic timestamps, takeaways, more grooviness in the show notes. They're at valueofsimple.com slash SASM087. You'll also see information in the show notes about how to support me, the show, and our community via Patreon at valueofsimple.com slash Patreon. I hope it's clear by now that I love connecting with you. So if you have something to share, I'm all eyes and ears. My email is joel at valueofsimple.com and I'm on Twitter at Joel Zaslowski. If you can't think of something to write or share, cool, totally cool. I know, like just conjuring something out of thin air. How do you do that, right? Here are a couple of suggestions. You can send me an email with your full name and one personal detail you think I should know about you. Or... Take a picture of yourself listening to this show in the wild, wherever that may happen to be, and tweet it to me. (sighs) Okay, Um, Scott knew 
that each person who read his blog posts or took his courses, they weren't just a statistic, they weren't just a subscriber, uh, they were an actual human being with needs and dreams and really thank you for your time and attention. I feel the same way about you. You know, you are part of this community and I just value the heck out of you. But now it's time for your partner in simplifying to sign off again. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslowski, creator of All Things Value of Simple. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're going to do something a little bit different here. That's not a wrap. Stick around. You have an extra three minutes. I'm going to play for you Christopher Carter's tribute song. It is fantastic. Please enjoy. up and built a home where we could mobilize I didn't want to believe in all your possibilities when there's too many snake oil salesmen and not enough generosity we won't know when it's our time that should be built in motivation to remember we're alive so tonight let's begin change we'll all go back to our days all the morning and reflections will fade away i'm boarding a plane lifting off in the rain 